Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The 2022 ACB Virtual DC Leadership Meetings will be held Saturday, March 12th through Tuesday, March 15th. Registration is $20 for ACB members and $30 for non-members. ACB members were sent a discount code via email. If you're an ACB member and did not receive the discount code, please call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Registration closes March 9. Visit acb.org for more information or register at https slash slash tinyurl.com slash 2022-DC-Leadership-Meetings. Thank you for calling the ACB Radio and Information Line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. Can a visually impaired person become a co-pilot? Well, it's possible. According to the Foundation for Blind Children and ABC 15 in Phoenix, Arizona, two visually impaired people by the names of Michael and Kaya Armstrong both have massive ambitions and a yearning for adventure. That yearning for adventure and massive ambition might give one of these young adults a chance to co-pilot a plane from Phoenix to Washington, D.C. this fall. Joining us to talk about this special opportunity are the two possible co-pilots themselves. Also joining us are Spencer Churchill and Chloe Ranshaw. Spencer is the Transition Services Manager for the Foundation for Blind Children in Phoenix, Arizona. Chloe is the Foundation for Blind Children's Creative Services Manager. The Foundation is the organization looking for the new co-pilot. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hey, Brian. Hello, everyone. Why don't you go around? Tell us about yourselves. Sure. So my name is Spencer Churchill, and I manage our transition services here at FBC. Uh, So that's our summer programs and some of our year-round services as well. Um, and I'm helping with our uh, latest challenge event, uh, which is just one of a series of challenge events called Flight for Sight. My name is Chloe Ranshaw, and I'm the Creative Services Manager, um, and I work with our development team, and I mainly focus on spreading uh, FBC with our community. Uh, my name is Michael Armstrong, and I'm one of the blind participants that got a chance to fly a few weeks ago and super excited to be a part of this and done a few of these things in the past with these guys. It's super awesome and just a great thing for the blind community. And my name is Kaya Armstrong. I just recently graduated from FBC's adult comprehensive program 
And outside of, you know, applying for this program, the challenge, I'm getting ready to finally start college. That's fantastic. Spencer and Chloe, why don't you tell us about FBC? I'll let Spencer lead. Perfect. Uh, So uh, the Foundation for Blind Children has been in Phoenix, Arizona since 1952. And um, the vision of FBC is to provide a world where uh, vision loss is a diagnosis and not a disability. So uh, we do that by providing comprehensive services from as early as uh, early intervention through um, retirement. So uh, if you're someone experiencing vision loss and uh, and need a form of rehab, whether it's O&M, uh, TVI services, uh, or uh, comprehensive preschool services, or even a low vision exam, uh, FBC is kind of a one-stop shop for uh, all, all different services available. This is great. Michael and Kaya, tell us what just motivates you to have ma- such massive ambition and such a yearning for adventure. Um, for me, it started when I first went through the program and uh, got invited to do the climb the Kilimanjaro. There were uh, nine of us that made it to the summit after about a year of training. And once, you know, I was at the top of the mountain, it just lit me up for a bunch of other adventurous kind of things. And it's just, I'm constantly trying to expand who I am and uh, what is the status quo for blindness, you know? So I just love it. And I love being a part of this amazing organization. How about you, Kaya? I've missed out on a lot in my life. My vision problem started when I was 14. So that's when I really lost like all of my independence and freedom. And so I've just now recently gotten it back. And so being able to participate in a challenge this big and being able to prove to the world, you know, there's really no limits to what anybody can do would be just amazing. Just being those adrenaline junkies, being fearless, pushing those boundaries, just give you both <laughs> that sense of confidence. Chloe, this opportunity is part of the Foundation for Blind Children's event called Flight for Sight. As Spencer said earlier, what's Flight for Sight? So Flight for Sight is our latest challenge event. So this October on World Sight Day, um, we will have one person experiencing vision loss fly from Phoenix um, to Washington, D.C. in a small aircraft. All right. So this is one challenge that foundation staff believes encourages students just to push their limits. Spencer, what are some of the big achievements that your agency students have made? Well, aside from the day-to-day achievements that are um, that are that are experienced here every day in FBC's classrooms, uh, some of the bigger kind of every other year uh, challenge event that we do. Uh, ha- some of those events have included summiting Mount Kilimanjaro, as Mike said earlier, um, in the late two thousands. Uh, we've had a group of hikers go from rim to rim in the Grand Canyon. Uh, we've had a group of adventurers uh, go through swimming training and um, get dropped off in Alcatraz Bay and swim across to San Francisco Bay. So that was Team Braille Break. Uh, we've had a group of adventurers go on two separate uh, whitewater rafting trips in the Grand Canyon. So um, the, the first one was a five-night trip, uh, kind of doing the upper half of the Grand Canyon. And the second one was nine night trip doing the the bottom half of the Grand Canyon. 
Um, our most recent uh, kind of out-of-state adventure was in 2018, where uh, we trained a, a dozen uh, teenagers to learn how to sail and operate a sailboat. And we flew to Puerto Rico and circumnavigated the Spanish Virgin Islands. Um, so th- those are those are the challenge events so far to date. The only problem is that we kind of keep raising the level of expectation and excitement with each of these events. So um, this time we're going to be uh, jumping in an airplane. Chloe, what's the mission of Flight for Sight? The mission of Flight for Sight is not only to you know, challenge our students like Kai and Mike to push the limits of what they thought is possible, what they think is possible. But it's also to start conversations with our community um, to help others outside the visually impaired community uh, to really understand that uh, our visually impaired clients might do things a bit different, but there really is no limits to anything they can accomplish and really help, you know, open people's minds to the possibilities. And this is a big possibility flying a plane. Uh, but then there's also smaller possibilities like uh, in the workplace or at school and things like that. How many students beside these two pilots here have signed up for flight for sight? So it's a, um, it's a three step selection process to ultimately get, uh, down to the, the one student who will be making that trip, um, in October to DC. Uh, the first step was an kind of a, a welcome to, uh, the airport uh, introduction type day where we had over 20 students register and, um, take part in, um, in flying as a passenger in a small aircraft at uh, Deer Valley Airport with the help of volunteer pilots and their private aircrafts. Uh, from there, we narrowed our selection process down to five participants who are currently in uh, the middle of the, the second round. So that includes Mike and Kaya, as well as three others um, who are interested in um, in, in this event. So the, the second round includes a panel interview, a video narrative, um, as well as a, a written ground school test. So Mike and Kaya are, are in the weeds of that right now. And then once we get past that, we'll have our, our one student selected for the comprehensive training beginning in March and taking us all the way into October. And then ultimately the big flight from Phoenix to DC to celebrate World Sight Day. What's the written test about? So we gave uh, just a, a, about three pages worth of study guide materials uh, with kind of just some basic components of um, of airplane mechanics and parts of an airplane and just kind of the, the basics of flying. And from there, we'll have uh, like a multiple choice and fill in the blank um, online test that the students will have to complete. So uh, the written test is weighted equally as the panel interview, as well as um, the video narrative. So the participant with the highest cumulative score out of those three areas will be the the pilot that's selected. How about the video narrative? What do they do for that? So there is a, um, there is, for the video narrative, there is going to be a, uh, a series of questions that the participants have to um, answer. So the, the three questions for that are, what made you say yes to the opportunity of Flight for Sight? 
Tell us about your life and why you would let, and why you would be the best candidate for flight for sight. And how do you think others experiencing vision loss will feel when you land in Washington, DC this October? I see. Um, who, who is on the panel for the panel interview and, and what kind of questions do they ask? Yep. So, uh, for the panel interview, we'll have, uh, a few different, uh, staff members from FBC. So some of our directors, our, our chief operating officer, as well as our, uh, director of, um, services. And then we'll also have one of our board members who is a commercial airline pilot with Southwest Airlines, Mike Darnell. And we'll also have the chief instructor who is going to be, um, instructing and piloting with the students uh, from March until October be on that panel. So that's Tyler Sinclair from Leopard Aviation in Scottsdale. So a to- there are a total of 20 students signed up, but only one. Now I mean, only one can win, right? That's right. There's uh there's only one left seat in an airplane. We, we kind of <laughs> hemmed and hawed, we kind of hemmed and hawed over this um, as all of our challenge events in the past have, um, have included multiple participants. Uh, this is the first time we've we've had a solo participant, which I think kind of brings a uh, a unique value in itself. So, um, yep there there's only going to be one student this time. All right. So Spencer, where in the cockpit? You're talking about seats now. Where in the cockpit is the winning student going to fly? Uh, they will be in the left seat. So. Um, if you think about an aircraft, uh, they're at the front of the airplane. There are always going to be two seats. Um, the, the left seat is typically the, the seat used by the pilot in charge and the right seat is, uh, typically used by the co-pilot. So, uh, for, uh, this event, the student will begin training in the right seat. They'll go through, um, learning all about how an airplane works from the right seat and then, uh, sometime along the training process, um, uh, right around the 25% mark, they'll transition over to that left seat where, uh, they will be, uh, operating the, the aircraft and there will be, um, the certified flight instructor in the right seat. So, so they're going to also learn how to operate all the controls, push all the buttons. That's correct. Yep. It's, uh, it's a living, breathing airplane, uh, just like any other. So it's a, a Cessna 172S. Wow. That's a major plane. Now, as you mentioned, there's going to be some training for the chosen student for a few months. What does that training entail, Chloe? Uh, you know, learning how to operate the plane. Um, and Spencer can correct me, but they will be using all the same tools that a pilot uses to operate the plane. They'll just be accessing that information maybe a little bit differently to accommodate their vision loss. Uh, what else is there, Spencer? Yep. That's it. We're going to have, um, a combination of, of 20 hours of ground school training. So, um, that's going to be, uh, textbook materials, um, understanding rules and regulations, all, all the typical federal aviation, um, guidelines, uh, as well as a flight simulator, um, being able to access a flight simulator, um, and then we'll have 20 plus hours of in-air training with some benchmarks, um, spots along the way. So it, flying kind of around the Phoenix area is, is fun for only so long. Then we're going to kind of take our skills and branch out from Phoenix to Tucson, uh, Phoenix to 
Sedona, Phoenix to Las Vegas and back. Um, ultimately building up kind of that endurance to make the, it's going to be a, a three or four night trip from Phoenix to DC. So Kai and Michael, how would you both feel about flying that plane from one location to go thousands of miles to another? Myself, I'm just super excited. The fact that I got to actually fly it for a little bit on my first flight was just incredible. And it's been a dream of mine since childhood. I was always told I'd never be able to, but thanks to this this amazing opportunity, it's it's like I just can't wait. How'd you decide what how'd you decide that piloting the plane was your childhood dream? Uh, I went out on a Cessna when I was about five years old and just loved it. Bugged my parents every day. They said, no, I'm sorry, you can't see well enough. You're not going to be able to do it. But I just knew someday, some way I'd get to get to do this. And, you know, it's just always been a dream from watching Top Gun a million times over to just, <laughs> you know, just having it in my heart, you know. It's just such an amazing opportunity. Before a first flight day, I'd never been on any kind of plane. And so that was an experience of itself. And once I got up in the air, I just, I never wanted to come back down. I loved everything <laughs> about it. How can our listeners learn more about Flight for Sight and the Foundation for Blind Children? Uh, your listeners can lo- learn more about the Foundation for Blind Children at cdrway.org. And if they want to stay up to date on Flight for Sight, they can follow along at cdrway.org slash flight hyphen for hyphen sight. That sounds great. Um, so, Chloe, what else does the does the Foundation for Blind Children do? We do so many things, Brian. Um, as Spencer mentioned, we serve uh, babies when they're just born all the way up to, I believe, our oldest client currently is maybe 104. Um, so we help um, parents of blind children. We help our young blind children. Uh, we serve students in our school on site. Uh, up until fourth grade. And then we also serve students out in their respective school districts. Uh, We offer programs for teens um, through teen to work, uh, sharp programs, um, college prep programs. And of course we also serve adults who either uh, may have lost their vision later in life or are just looking um, for some independent life skills through our adult rehabilitation services um, to help them, you know, go back to work or just achieve long-term independence. That is really fantastic. Um, do, do, are there also? Can you also tell us about some of the other competitors in Flight for Sight? Uh, sure. So um, it's a it's a kind of a wide range of um, participants who who showed interest and. Um, of the five that are in this kind of second round, uh, Mike and Kaya are, are um, two amazing individuals, just like the other three. Uh, so Crystal Dominguez is uh, studying um, nutrition. Um, then we have a, another student who uh, is named Yaya uh, Simeon Edemivo, and he is in uh, pharmacy school right now to get his uh, doctorate of pharmacy. And then um, we have one other uh, competitor by the name of Cesar Yanez, who is our youngest one. He is a junior in high school um, at Brophy uh, Prep Academy here in Phoenix. Wow. These are good people and big time competitors. All right. Is there anything else you all would like to add? 
is thank you for having us on the show and helping, you know, spread this message. Um, I think the biggest thing is just letting the blind community know that the only limits we really have are in your own mind. You know, there's so many amazing opportunities out there if you're just willing to step out and go for it. Everyone, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Good luck and may the best pilot win. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website at speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization. Topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. The American Council of the Blind plays an important role in the daily lives of blind and visually impaired individuals all over the country. Whether it's making products and services more accessible for the blind, advocating for appropriate education for blind students, issuing scholarships to deserving college students, fighting for accessible currency, along with a host of other issues, it takes contributions from all of us. You can help by joining the monthly monetary support program, MMS. It's a great opportunity for members and friends to make sure these efforts continue. What ACB does enhances all of our lives. For more information, go to our website, acb.org, click on the donations link, go to the MMS tab, and enter. Or call 612-332-3242. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.